We brought you damn good beer, and now we're delivering to you damn good beef. Hassle Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. Hassle Cattle Company is a fourth-generation cattle farm out of Texas. They ship all over the beautiful USA and straight to your door. They call their beef the blue-collar Wagyu. Why? Because it's the best damn Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. Hassle Cattle Company offers Wagyu smoked sausage, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu fresh, two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy, and their hamburger even won the Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. Not only do we love their beef, the country loves their beef. Everybody wants to get in on this. These guys take their registered bulls and breed them with Angus cows, giving you that very high prime product that is grown with zero antibiotics or hormones. So head to HassleCattleCompany.com, that's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com, and use promo code DNVR10 for 10 percent off your order plus any orders over two hundred dollars get you free shipping again use code dnvr10 check them out today and we promise you will not be disappointed Welcome in to the DNVR <laughs> Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Nathan Rudolph with Evan Rowell and AJ Hayfley coming at you to talk about what we would do if we had the reins of the Colorado Avalanche. The madness that would ensue if we were able to make whatever trades we wanted in the end. Okay, NHL. it's not whatever trades we wanted. It's, I mean, there's a relative degree of fairness here. We did our best to make them at least somewhat reasonable. I'll, 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 that's how I'll put it. Mine is completely insane, so I, I don't know how I could make it reasonable, but I did my best. Uh, <laughs> should we talk about the actual trades that have happened over the last couple of days first though? Yeah, let's start let's start there. Do we want to start with your aisles then? Yeah, that's the big one. Do, yeah. does anybody do do any of us give a shit about the Chicago Florida deal, Brett Connolly Not and really. Not really. Okay, cool. So the Isles get Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac from the Devils for a first, a conditional fourth, and uh, AJ Greer and one other guy. Yeah, Job, Job, Jobst, Jobst. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> I don't know who he is. An AHL dude. <laughs> um, so. I'm not going to work here anymore. (laughs) 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 Ain't got this jobs no more. Uh, Look, we talked about Palmieri a little bit on one of our trade deadline frenzy videos, which you haven't watched. Highly recommend you go check out the whole series over on YouTube if that's not where you're watching. Uh, But Palmieri was one of the uh, high-end, I guess is fair to say, targets on the market this year and never really made a ton of sense for the abs. Yeah. A really good player. Uh, one who's had a really good career is having a bit of a down year, but honestly the aisles were, um, one of the two teams that I had pegged as the right fit for him because they're not asking him to play a style where he would be miscast poor, like majorly miscast. Like he would have been in Colorado. Yeah. 
Um, he he will fit in really nicely with the, what the Isles do. Zajac, I don't totally understand the obsession there. Um, Lou has been Lou, after him. Yeah, Manarello <laughs> tried to do it last year, and it was a no go. I don't totally get it. They aren't in dire need of another center. It's fine. Well, I don't have <laughs> the Zajac thing. Almost just put me to sleep thinking about it. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much it's going to help them. But the Paul Mary addition is a really good one in wake of Anders Lee being hurt. They were going to do something. So cool for uh, cool for them. I think the, uh, this really helps the Islanders. And I mean. Yeah, the Islanders are already sitting at the top of their division, and they just made the big move. And they didn't, they didn't give up anything off the NHL roster. They only give up a first round pick uh, this in this year's draft. The fourth round pick, the condition on it is if they make the Stanley Cup, it becomes a third round pick. So it's really not that that bad of a condition. And giving up Greer and then the guy that I don't obviously know anything about, I'm not going to have too many feelings about that. So yeah. you know, maybe AJ Greer gets another another shot elsewhere, but it's not a great sign that the Isles moved on that quickly. I thought I thought he was gonna have a real shot in in Long Island playing a style that would have really fit him nicely. Now going to New Jersey, I have no idea what's in store. He at this point, he's probably just an AHL body. Yeah, he Did very he play a game this year. Depth. He no. Not in the NHL, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a huge Paul Mary fan, but that makes a lot of sense for New York just because they did lose on Anders Lee for a long time, so you basically can replace him with not exactly the same player, but a good player. And, yeah, they gave up the first rounder, but, I mean, Greer's an AHL body, never heard of this other guy, and fourth-round pick, whatever, who cares? So, yeah, and... They look as good as any team in the East right now, so they're loading up right now. So, yeah, it's a fine deal for them. Do we want to talk about these trades that are a little bit older? Um, which ones? Brendan Lemieux going to L.A., which is no. essentially the reason we didn't do a New York Rangers video. Yeah, Lemieux, Lemieux was somebody that was on Colorado's list and was a guy that we were going to preview, and then they traded for him, like, what? two days before we yeah. recorded. Yeah, and I was like, well, so, guess we're not doing this video. <laughs> yeah, so we moved on from that. And then uh, Eric Stahl to Montreal was the other one, which we've talked a little bit about before. Nope. He's already gone through quarantine. He's already scoring overtime goals for them. Yep. That simple. Uh, there's been a couple other smaller trades. Chicago have made a couple of moves, but... Getting Vinny Hinostroza back was a big deal. Uh, if, if you say so, <laughs> I do, we did talk. We didn't really talk about, it, but I do think the Borgstrom thing is interesting because watching that guy at DU, I'm surprised he didn't really become much of anything. So I'm not. I always thought I he was know. an overrated prospect. He played way too much on the perimeter. He never yeah. really learned how to play in inside uh, where you have to succeed and in, in the NHL. He was just he had great hands and he had great size. He just didn't use it very effectively. Oh, I thought he was super skilled, but we'll see. I, he went back he, to Finland, oh, I think. So his hands uh, were so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's basically just a free. You take on a contract and you take a chance on a former. First yeah, well, in Chicago, Chicago doing this whole. They've become what Colorado was, you know, with the whole reclamation projects left and right. Yep, loading up on first round picks from other places that that people have given up on. I mean, you look at Dylan Strom and. Uh, the bad Nylander brother. Um, now you have Borkstrom. I mean, Nikita's the door off. Yeah, the third rehash of Big Z. <laughs> like, it, there's, it, they've just become the organization that takes the shot on those guys and hope that it, it works out. Yo, can I just say our background is kind of sick? It, the NVR logo, like, etched into ice. Good job, production team. That's yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> uh, in any case, it, 
I guess my question would be, are these deals indicative of what we expect for this deadline? I think a lot of people aren't expecting the big splashy moves to happen <laughs> just because of the cap situation. Is it is it indicative of the deadline that Florida and Chicago only know how to deal with each other now? <laughs> well, you see what happens when Florida tries to deal with other teams. They get their pieces flipped. So <laughs> It's like Chicago just decides they can only trade with one team at a time. So they did all those deals with Arizona for like yep. three years. And now it's Florida. And now it's Florida. <laughs> where it's like, okay. Hey, whatever I, you guys want works, to do. Yeah. It's hard to say any of it's working, but. Well. They're about to they're about to miss the postseason in a in a division that had Nashville punt on the first half of the season. <laughs> Dallas has been too hurt to really get to really get rolling. Wow, Dallas has ten overtime losses. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy how Columbus has had the worst luck ever, combined with obviously an atmosphere that could be generously described as toxic. <laughs> and then generously toxic cheese. <laughs> the I, none of us expected Chicago to do anything. So the fact that they are even at this close at this point kind of caught me off guard to begin with. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Yep. I just think it's funny that like like half of their division, like they they tried to give it away to Chicago, and Chicago sucks so much still that it was just like. This yeah. is going to be, it's at least going to be a race. Nikita Gusev sucks. That's, yep. Those are my thoughts. Don't disagree. He's not good. Oh, just you wait, Spence. Just yeah, you just, wait. Just you wait, Spence. We have, we have our own trades coming. <laughs> so, spoiler alert. Jimmy Alexiak ends up in Colorado in at least one of them. Lots of interesting stuff will be going on in our trades. I did. I do want to wrap up this first segment with looking at, at around the league, though, because you kind of skipped over my question of, do we expect to see any big names really move this deadline? I mean, it's funny because every deadline is a little bit different, but the, the big names, I mean, injuries are dictating a lot of this right now. Because, you know, Columbus has just gone through a rash of injuries. Riley Nash was going to be one of those guys. You know, he was going to be this year's Nate Thompson. And now you have, you know, Palmieri and Zajac go in the same deal. Those guys are off the board. There aren't really any, like, big-time defenders. Like, David Savard is arguably the biggest-name defenseman on the board. You know, only only in the last twenty four hours has anybody mentioned Jamie Alexiak's name. Um, yep. and if that's like the if that's a big name, big name, where's my camera? Um, like that's a that's a second thirdish pairing yeah, guy, a solid four five type of player. <laughs> like I'm the the team the team that I'm shocked is not more involved in this is Anaheim. That's the team that I think should just be. They should be like, fire sailing right now. Yeah, yeah like like uh, a Buffalo. You know, Buffalo's going to do what it's going to do with Taylor Hall and all of that. But Anaheim is the team between Raquel, Manson, Lindholm, Silverberg. Getzlaff has repeatedly said he doesn't want to go anywhere, so I don't think that's a. I don't think that's happening. I'm just I. But, I'm just surprised. And, I'm just surprised that Anaheim well, is just like sitting look, around. This is a team that's done. They're 12 we, points out of the playoffs. They have a youth movement that's starting to get underway. There's all the reason in the world for this team to just start getting rid of dudes. <laughs> Anaheim is actually um their magic their magic number is actually going to start getting yeah, like it's low, not that low. far away. Yeah. Like, and they're they're only like I think their magic number is like 20. Meanwhile, any combination of losses and Colorado wins shrinks that. So an an abs regulation win tonight puts that down to like 16. Instead of trading people or sitting people, they're playing Zgross in the AHL because he needs to learn how to play center, which is the most insane thing I've ever read. Yeah, that was a really weird press release. (laughs) So, So I'm... 
I'm just I'm just mostly surprised um, that the, yeah. they they're just kind of sitting around. Like all of their guys have money and they have term, and that's that's I think what's causing the issue. Also, expansion draft problems are very real. So maybe once they get beyond the expansion draft and like at the actual draft draft this year, Dump maybe maybe yeah. shit pops off. But until then, I'm I don't know, man. I'm I continue to think that Bob Murray just has absolutely no idea what he's doing, which is a really weird criticism for a guy who built a team that won a Stanley Cup. <laughs> Better like, to be lucky than good, maybe. Well, it's it's really it's really hard to sit here and be like this guy's clueless and like he has a. Stanley Cup ring that says otherwise. But yeah. I mean, he just continues to not handle this particular situation very well. It doesn't look like he's comfortable with the whole idea of how to rebuild in a cap era. Yeah. The, the cap maybe era that, maybe rebuild. That's the way to say it versus he's clueless. because the, the cap era rebuild has been a tripping up point for many 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 gms so yeah lots of lots of guys that it just looks like it's foreign to them yep um we can finish up the first period with just a little bit of news here obviously abs had a positive covid test of some kind within the organization today and canceled morning skate as of right now the recording of this podcast the game is still on tonight Yep, we are still planning to do a post game pod. Yeah, nothing, nothing really changes other than the ads got the morning off, and now, now they get to this is Jared Bednar's dream because he doesn't have to talk to the media and he gets to hide his lineup all day. Yep, post- he doesn't have to tell us that Bowen is going to play, right? Because McDonald got suspended for two games as well, which yeah. we kind of already talked about that, but. Yeah, the Avs lineup could be could have some interesting last minute changes on it tonight. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, anyway, we can take our first period break there, as we are, of course, brought to you by Gabby Insurance, G A B I dot com slash DNVR. Head on over there to check out what you can save on Gabby Insurance when it comes to home and auto insurance. You deserve better. Lots of members and staff here at DNVR have put their policy to the test with Gabby. And when they did, Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars. Somewhere from 300 in some cases over $1,500 saved. So they can really save you guys a ton of money all the way around. Highly recommend you check them out. If you haven't yet, they're just trying to find you the best rate on home and auto insurance. So go over there. It's completely free. Give it a try today and see just how much you can save. On average, customers save $961 per, per year, which you can use over at DraftKings Sportsbook to try to turn it into even more money. My pick of the week, going to go with uh, with the hot hand right now, and I'm going to take Nathan McKinnon to score goal number one tonight because the dude can't miss. The dude has been on fire. Nathan McKinnon to score the first goal is plus 700 at the moment. AJ, doesn't like it. He, AJ likes Kadri. Kadri plus 1150. To score goal number one, I will. I will tell you uh, in the insane dream that I had last night, uh, Bowen Byron good scores for San Diego. Like halfway through the insanity that was taking place, I don't know how that fit in, but <laughs> was the rest of your dream at least about hockey, or was it no. just like the apocalypse and then Bowen Byron scores his first goal? <laughs> it was. It was. It was like watching. Uh, it was kind of like watching a montage of my life. Okay, that's weird. All right. Strange dreams and DraftKings Sportsbook bets. Get on it, whether you want Kadri McKinnon or any other Avalanche player or like any player in the league in any game. You want to bet on them to score, you can do it at DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, you can always bet on other sports as well. Head on over there. They also have amazing odds boosts every single day, including more UFC coming up very soon that you can bet on. Highly recommend it. Download the top red DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a $1 into $100 bet 
on a basketball team of your choosing, all they have to do is hit a three. So that's like a free hundred dollars. Just go do that. Use code DNVR. Let them know we sent you for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. And when you win yourself a free hundred bucks, consider purchasing an annual subscription to DNVR, which gets you not only all of our amazing content. It gets you free merch. It gets you access to the DNVR lounge. It gets you access to big beers at the DNVR bar. And you can get a free Recover Holistic Stick as well, which will take care of your CBD needs. You just dump it into your drink. Give it a little swirl. It'll hook you up. You'll get rid of all those little aches and pains you have in your life. So go ahead. Get signed up for a DNBR annual subscription today. If you're not sure about that, you can always get the monthly subscription. Your first sign up is like it's 50 cents or something for the first month. So if you just want to try it out, highly recommend go do that. Yeah, great all the way around on top of that holistic stick just because we love you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right, gentlemen. Who has the huevos to uh, to put their trade up first? So there was a uh, mic'd up Nikita Zadorov thing for the Blackhawks the other day. Oh, boy. And all I thought was, Evan has to be enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. Especially, especially the part where he knocked the guy down and was like, don't touch my goalie. And then as they were skating back to the bench, he was like, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> He's like, come on, what are you going to do? And it was like, it's true. Well, yeah, I did enjoy that. I think it's See? hilarious that of all the things that he gets penalized for, he didn't get a penalty for that, it seemed like. But, yeah, I did enjoy that. Uh, does that mean I'm starting? <laughs> did, did you enjoy, yep. enjoy it enough to bring Big Z back to the Avs? Um, that was... Yeah, so I had two trades, and these would not happen at the same time. But yes, this is one. Bring my boy home. Bring him <laughs> home. They need. They just need a body on the back end. And yeah, I guess I don't know. We're waiting for it to pop up. But <laughs> so what? What did you give for for Z here? Not much. Not much. Cheap. Cheap. Nikita yeah. Fedorov coming back. Yeah. Say. So, uh, Fourth round pick. Wow, wow, that is cheap. Yeah. Wow. I have I have no sense of value. This is uh basically and honestly I would be if they if they did this, they wouldn't even have to freaking uh what I guess give them a contract offer this summer. You could just let them go because they might not even have the cap space to do that. But this is basically get a body, get somebody you know who's liked in the locker room and prepare for the stretch run. That's about it. Be pretty, be, be pretty good flex on uh, Stan Bowman to to make that deal. <laughs> yeah, so basically get sod and yeah, and then, and then just bring the door up back for a fourth, and you're like, well, enjoy Anton Lindholm. Oh man, Anton Lindholm in a fourth for Brandon. And <laughs> 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 like, like what forty games of Zadorov in a year in which and they got the post. They got a couple games out of Gilbert too. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, wild, absolutely wild. I mean, this the, was one for the, the people appeal. that want to get tougher. Yeah, the appeal is obvious, right? It's another yeah. defender who, like, Bowen, like Byram, Byram has not been able to quite stay as healthy as we would have liked to have seen. Um, I mean, you're looking at him in a hard bottom pairing role too, so you're not worried about. Playing will, many minutes on his off nights. Hope, yeah. To, to be like honest, that. you're you're maybe looking at him as a guy that can take a couple of minutes from Ryan Graves in your top four if Byram's not going to be healthy and he's not going to get those well, minutes. It's it's one of those scenarios where you can play the hot hand a little bit, right? Like the dude having a good night can get those minutes. Yeah. So definitely, and and it's you know, Jacob McDonald and. Dan Renuff, and, yeah, right. you know, the, whatever, whatever the that carousel of dudes in that 60 yeah. spot. Yeah, exactly. That could, that could finally come to an end because if there, I mean, if there's really one thing for Zadorov that you can't say much about, it was, I mean, he was available to play. 
Yep. He really only hurt himself in, in that one practice. And uh, I guess the what I would say, I guess, is that uh, you're avoiding dealing with his wild inconsistencies during the regular season and just basically getting him for the playoff run where he seemed to always be ready to go for the most part in the playoffs. So when he, you know, it's, it, you, you, you know, like they're one of the, one of the things about the deadline that we don't talk a lot about, we talk a lot about like, Oh, this guy fits in this way or that way. But especially this year, the guy is going to come into the team and he's going to have, like 15 games to figure out and 15 games every other day. Yeah. He's it's going to be three weeks. Go, go, go. Yeah. You know, um, three weeks of the guy, the guy is going to have to figure out his role, the, the systems get up to speed, get comfortable in the locker room, understand what he's being asked to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Some familiarity the obvious, there. Yeah. yeah. The obvious benefit here with Z is that none of that shit has to happen. Um, <laughs> The the adjustment from the coaching staff getting a com- getting comfortable with the player too, none of that has to happen because everybody already knows what's up. The only the only thing that I think is iffy about this deal is that it feels like Chicago would probably want more than a fourth. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> Fine, they can have a third, whatever. Yeah, well, and, and like the, that's the thing is I um it's like okay, well, how much more? And it's like, well, I would offer a third, not that significantly more. Yeah. And if they were like, give us a second, I'd be like, no, um, yeah, we're I'll moving pass. on here. Yeah, this is no more sense. a. Uh, I was just trying to stay on brand more than anything, <laughs> and then bring the boy home. Yeah, that is, that is definitely on brand. Is your other trade as on brand? Um, my other trade, now that I think about it, is basically just bringing back a bunch of old dudes, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, you call up about Jonathan Bernier, and you say, hey, you know what, I'll give you Comfer, he's on the fourth line now, you can have a third round pick, I don't care, and you just say, hey, uh, what's Patrick Nemeth doing these days? (laughs) (laughs) We need a body on the back end, just toss him in there, too, so, uh, yeah. I uh Bernier and Nemeth for Comfer and a third round pick. That's wow. uh Nemeth is another guy that the staff knows who's very safe. Yeah. Who can take away penalty killing minutes from guys like McCarr and Gerard. Yep. Yep. And he's not like super old. He's still I mean, he's not like a fast guy. He never was, but the staff always trusted him. And now mm-hmm. you have a guy who can play what, ten to fifteen minutes, which is literally all they need. I mean yeah. You know exactly what you're getting in that guy. He fits great in the Av system because he'll block a million shots, and it's super easy to drop him in on a bottom pair. Like, yeah. Well, and then and then Bernier. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bernier too. Yeah, a more than respectable backup goalie that you can set and forget. Certainly in the regular <laughs> season. Yeah. True point. Where's Nemestikov? What? He just wasn't. He wasn't good enough to bring back. <laughs> I forgot he was playing there. Um. <laughs> But yeah, Bernier is like one guy who I would feel pretty comfortable with him if Grubauer, for whatever reason, did go down. And he can certainly take some pressure off him down the stretch. So he has to get healthy too. Yeah. He hasn't been he hasn't been healthy, but they've uh, they they haven't they haven't been like it's a long term injury, but I mean Right now, it feels like he fits in on the abs mostly because he's hurt. Then <laughs> because he can help them. But if they're confident that he would be healthy soon, you know, then fine. Yeah, right. It's uh, no big deal. Just like the real NHL pursuant to passing physicals. And people talking about Nemeth. I mean, when Nemeth was here, what was he playing? Like twenty minutes a night. He was playing on a bad defense that needed guys to he play. Was, that would not be the, the case. Four. Yeah. He'd be, he'd yeah. Be a, pure third pairing defenseman that you throw out there, especially for penalty killing to eat minutes. So yeah, I don't think the abs are going to be doing anything big. So this is just purely a, a depth guy that you're bringing in to not play Dan Renouf and Cal Burroughs. I feel like JT Conver getting traded is going to be a common thing today. Yep. <laughs> so, so for the record, we did not share with each other yeah. what our, what our deals were. And, Except based on, based on, 
<laughs> Based on Rudo's reaction right there, all three of us have traded JT Copper. <laughs> yep. He, he gone. So at least there's one theme. It looks like Chet. Chet supports the uh, Bernier Nemeth trade quite a bit. So Evan's got the fan favorite vibe going for him so far. Are they um, fan favorites? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Should should we go to my insanity next, I guess? So I went for the full oh fire style. I went to Buffalo. I went and got my boy Sam Reinhardt. I also threw in Brandon Montour, who's an expiring UFA on the what back the end. Fuck four. To fill out the defense, my man. Yeah, but Brandon Montour is terrible. He's not that bad. He is. Okay, so let's let's keep going down this. Regardless. Are there more pieces to this? Uh there are eight pieces in total. So this is it. But I gave up JT Confer a 2021st, a conditional 2022nd that becomes a first if the Avs make the cup finals. <sighs> a 2021 third, Sampo Ranta, Connor Timmins. And there's a conversation about putting Tyson Jost into this trade as well, but I didn't. It's really weird that you and I both were like, let's trade Ranta and Timmins. <laughs> they're the, they're the, all right. So people don't want to hear this, but right now is absolutely the trade high moment on Sampo Ranta. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That dude is going to start. He's going to start his AHL career on the third or fourth line. He's going to score two goals in the next two months, and yep. we're going to forget all about him. Yep. <laughs> and people are going to be like, oh, well, he was just adjusting to pro hockey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the same shit's going to happen next year with the Eagles. And then we're just going to, he's just going to slowly fade away. And all of the bullshit excuses that are being used about Cowton Bowers are going to get run out again. And it's just going to be rinse and repeat. So. Trading Ranta before the Avs have a chance to screw him up in the AHL is a perfect. It's perfect. Agreed. Capitalize capitalize on that before they mess it all up. <laughs> Don't disagree there. If you're going to get Brandon Montour, you're going to get a defenseman. This is where you can get a little bit of value of moving Timmons out as well. So the problem with Brandon Montour is that he's bad. I don't think he's that bad. I know he's not good. I'm not asking him to be anything more than a 6D here. I'll take Nemeth. Where's where's that Nemeth deal? See, Nemeth <laughs> is boring, though. Like, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have a defenseman that theoretically could add to the offense. They've and got Nemeth, a lot of that. They Why not have more? Go so, all in. Okay, so the big thing here that we're not talking about is that you just traded for Sam Reinhardt, and all yes. you really gave up, all you really gave up is maybe two first-round picks, JT Comfer, what was it, a third? Maybe a third and some, some and solid prospects. Connor Timmons. So you have, you have uh, in Timmons, you have maybe a top four defenseman if he absolutely maxes out. Maybe an NHL player in Sample Ranta. JT Comfer is what he is. Uh, and then maybe two first round picks. For Sam Reinhardt? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but you just stole the man. You really think Buffalo's going to get more than that if they're shopping Reinhardt? I mean, I think I think I don't think they are for the record. So the potential two first round picks is a good. I think that's that's where that's where the value is for sure. That's where the sweet spot is, and maybe they get lucky with Sam Ranta. And then like Connor Timmons plays for the next five years in immediately drops into their lineup. Yeah, maybe maybe he ends up being like a really quality piece. I don't I don't have any idea, but. Where does because you didn't really touch the roster here? <laughs> where does Reinhardt play? You're, I touched JT Confer. That's very simple. So he plays on your fourth line on the right <laughs> wing. Next no, you raced. You be taken out of context very badly. This is what this is what I'm asking. What is what do you what did you get Reinhardt to do? I got because Reinhardt. He's an, he's an easy replace Brandon Sod next right. year. I get that part of it. But what does he do for you right now? You drop him in on the second line, I think, and you just make it work. You you put Brandon Sod on the third line, or you drop Barakovsky to the third line. You 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 put him in the blender, and you just go. Because with Sam Reinhart in the Avs top six, regardless of how you set it up, this team's forward core is unstoppable. I I don't care who you are, you're not stopping that. It, it's so easy to play the hot hand. 
with a lineup like that. And credit to Jared yeah. Bednar. He's shown a penchant to doing that this year. He's been willing to move Donskoy up in the lineup when he's been mm-hmm. hot. So moved, I mean, he briefly moved Nachushkin up too. Yeah, exactly. When, when Nachushkin was like, I'm going to win us overtime games by putting my head down and going <laughs> harder than ever. <laughs> like that was like their overtime strategy. Put Kadri out there. To win the face-off, win the face-off, give Have the puck to the Duke should go up the far wall. Let him, let him outskate everybody and cut to the net, and maybe he wins the game for us, or maybe not. Yep. So, uh, I like the Reinhardt thing because then he replaces Saad, and then yeah, you your Kadri replacement is still in the organization in New Hope. Yeah, and that's where, like... So you get a little bit younger. You get a... Basically, you get a younger... You get a younger Landeskog in Reinhardt. Yep. So... Um, but and then you just keep Landeskog, and then you have them both on your left on your left side for the foreseeable future. I think it's Ed, you. You. I just don't. I just don't think it's an. I to be honest, I just don't think it's enough from Colorado because so, they're not. They're not giving up anything that they're not comfortable giving up. So what? Deal. What's the end? Like a, a Don Squires? Something like no, that? No, I would. I would say that they would want. They would want one of Cout or Newhook instead I mean, of instead of like the. How about of like what the if, third round pick Ranta and Timmons? Like so like Timmons is a, Timmons is a really good piece for them. What if because he, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Timmons stays in? What if instead of Ranta you do Bowers? Uh, I would let them. To be honest, I would let them pick between. Yeah, like here are all of our non New Hook prospects. I, yeah, they, right. I would say New Hook's off limits, but other than that, sure. And then I would say, I would probably even say, you know, pick, pick two of them. So uh, I see Chad asking about affording Sam. Part of this, like conceptually in my head, part of the deal is you get rid of conference value and then you really push hard for Seattle to take Don Scoy. Well, and push hard. Him. I mean, maybe that's where you trade something to Seattle right. and you say, oh, throw, okay, him a, throw him a pick or whatever to take Don Scoy. And, and then you can keep Sam Reinhardt right. as well. And then, and then you've cleaned out the seven plus million dollars on your third line. Yep. Exactly. Rudo thought more about this than I had previously anticipated because he came up with this like 45 minutes ago. (laughs) Dude, I, I started formulating this idea a couple days ago because I knew this was coming. All I know is that when you, when AJ said you haven't touched the roster and you said, I touched JT Comfer, I know that's going to get clipped out of context. (laughs) But, I, I mean, yeah, I guess if you're going for it this year, that's going to stack up the offense kind of ridiculous. Like, what, do you push Nachushkin down the fourth line or Jost down the fourth line and just their yeah. top nine is just even more stacked? Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Insane. And then, yeah, I, I threw in Brandon Montour because I was like, look, let's just solve the defensive sixth spot as well in this same deal. I liked Montour a lot. When he was younger, I haven't followed him at all. Like since he got traded to Buffalo, and uh, really, like he's bad. You get the Buffalo stench off him, and he's not that bad. He's bad. He's not that bad. He always struck me as another guy who's super offensive, and I'm not sure that that's no. That's what I want. (laughs) Yolo, full Yolo defense. That's what I'm in here for. Yeah, I'm not sure if the or if the coaching staff wants another YOLO guy. You're personally. sitting Jacob McDonald for him. So what's the difference? Then just play Jacob McDonald. <laughs> Jacob on Jacob McDonald's honest results aren't atrocious. <laughs> okay. All right. Brandon Montours are. We can take our second period break on that note brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee, the CBD infused coffee that has really changed lives. If these trades are making you hyperventilate, it can calm you down a little bit, but known to help with many different aches and pains as well. You can get 25% off when you use code DNVR25 on your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee. Jump in on it. This is the best deal they've had for your first time purchasers. Might as well give it a try at the prices like that. If you're not sure, you can always try it down at the DNVR Bar Cold Brew as well. Also brought to you by Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia have been in the business for a long time. Mike, a safe 
uh, words. Mike, a certified financial planner, can plan out everything, takes a look at your entire financial picture when finding a home loan for you. Head on over to dnvrmortgage.com to check them out. You can get a free consultation as well as get signed up to win some free DNVR merch as well. These dudes are awesome. They're local, big-time sports fans. Highly recommend you give them a call today. You can reach Virginia at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. And, of course, also brought to you by the amazing Green Mountain Dental Group. You can go on over there just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. Schedule yourself a cleaning x-ray and exam to get yourself a free Sonicare toothbrush. Taking care of your teeth is very important. Something you should always be doing. Dozens of people, both in the company and as members of DNVR, have switched over and said they've had a great experience with Green Mountain Dental. So be sure to check them out today. We almost had a doggo cam there from Evan to kick off the thing. I didn't even know my dog was back here. He's yeah, blended just, in with a couch. Same color. Same color of the couch. No, maybe he's been back here every podcast and I just haven't known. <laughs> <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. Dude, $5 for not being able to speak? I will take it. Easy. Very easy. Uh, anyway, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. AJ. AJ always goes last. Yeah. We make AJ go last. What you do don't you have a second trade? No, I, I solved it all in one big one. So I like I was going to do a second trade for a goaltender. but So like, you didn't trade for a goaltender, and your response to a depth defenseman was to get a bad one. I don't think I'm my depth for Sam Reinhardt, but your deadline sucks. One, I don't think my depth defenseman is as bad as you say. Even with the bad underlying metrics, I'm chalking that up to Buffalo stench. You're gonna really, you're gonna really like the article that I publish tomorrow, in which oh, Brandon Montour is specifically listed as "do not a, touch" as yeah. a trade deadline landmine. <laughs> <laughs> Two, yeah, I thought about trading for a goaltender. With more time, I probably would have worked out a deal for one. But at the end of the day, I think my theory still stands that as long as you can get through the regular season with a healthy Grubauer, he's the guy in the, the playoffs regardless. So, Okay. <laughs> okay. He gives me he gives me the pause. Okay, chat. I'm good with it. You know, you know look, that's not a good vibe, all right? Look, Reinhardt, Reinhardt is – I mean, that's such a good addition that it's just like, okay. Is that, <laughs> it's worth I mean, eating Brandon Montour in your opinion. I mean, I mean okay, so you're – again, I don't, I don't know where he necessarily fits immediately, but is, wouldn't, wouldn't the temptation – like, let's just – Let's just here say, we go. This is the conversation I was avoiding. Let's just say Alex Newhook pops off for the Eagles. Yeah, isn't there a temptation to have a third line of Reinhardt, Newhook, and Donskoy going into the postseason? And this is why I and isn't that like like excuse me, I'm going to go remove my pants and yeah. I'll be back in five minutes. Absolutely, this I'll is why I seriously considered adding Tyson Jost to this trade. Or if there was a goalie deal, boy, would I not mind putting Tyson Jost in that deal. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. I'm the Reinhardt thing is you're you don't have to sell me on any of that. Reinhardt is it's super easy, right? And then he can even be the three C if you don't want to mess with New Hook. You could drop him in because he's played center in his career. He's been a way better wing than yeah, center in the NHL. I wouldn't. But it's but yeah, but like he could right where then you have Nachushkin, Reinhardt, and Donskoy, and you're still feeling like you have a pretty good group there. Yep. So I'm I don't know I'm there's like that's the that's the appeal, and then he'd be easy to protect in expansion. You wouldn't have any oh, problems yeah, there. Yeah, whatever, that's easy. Like, yeah. That's that part. That part's a piece of cake. So. Yep. That 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 you sold me on that, but if you haven't touched goaltending, and Brandon Montour blows. So AJ hates Brandon Montour. Confirmed. I'm dude. I was a big Brandon Montour fan when Buffalo traded for him. 
And then he played for Buffalo, and it was like, okay, well, I, I feel like this you, guy's horrible. I feel like you trying to defend Ryan Graves right now. This is what this feels like to be on yeah. the other side of this. I understand now. <laughs> I I will say though that there is something obviously wrong in Buffalo because a guy like you remember when Marco Scandella went there, and his game and just fell the hell like, apart. Yeah, <laughs> Marco Marco Scandella has been totally rock solid, boring uh, but effective his entire career. Goes to Buffalo, falls apart, gets traded to St. Louis, and immediately is fine again. Yep. So there is there is something to the whole Buffalo stank. Don't like breathe the Buffalo air. Yeah. yeah something <laughs> is wrong there. <laughs> All right. But I, I don't know that it's enough wrong to make up for just how bad Brandon Montour has been. It's been <laughs> bad. Also, you did a mega trade with Buffalo and didn't get Rasmus Dahlin or Taylor Hall. And I'm very proud of you. Buffalo's dumb, but they're not dumb enough <laughs> to trade Dahlin, right? Like, Hall's Correct. a different conversation, but no one's getting Dahlin. Yeah, I do I do like that you went the expensive third line of route in Reinhardt and not the much cheaper third line of route in Hall. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I... Taylor Hall is not it. The truth of Taylor Hall is it's over. Friendship ended. Okay. Yeah. Colorado was last year's yep. was last year's thing. We're over it this year. So 2020. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right, AJ. Time to put your trades to the test here. Okay. I guess we're starting with Calgary. <laughs> uh, so I traded Connor Timmons, Pavel Francois, and a first for David Riddick and Andre- Andrew Mangiapane. Uh, it's it's certainly expensive. Um, it's a first round pick in Connor Timmons, who's a top ish D prospect. Uh, it was very well liked around the league. Um, the Francois is more about money. Um, just yeah, swapping goalie situation. Yeah, and uh, that's gonna be there. He signed next year. It opens up the door for Colorado to keep Riddick beyond this year. Yep, and. I get Andrew Mangiapane, who is significantly better than Sam Bennett, who sucks. Here's so Mangiapane is a he's 24 years old. He signed for like right around two and a half million dollars for this year and next, and he immediate what he does what he does for me in the immediate is. He replaces Nachushkin on your third line. Is that, that how you'd go about it? Because that's it my is. big question with Manjipani is how does he fit in the Avs bottom six? He 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 pushes Nachushkin to the fourth line where Nachushkin, when his his defense can continue to be amazing, right? And you stop caring about when his offense comes and goes. Because Manjipani is also excellent defensively but produces a little more consistent offensively. And obviously like this year he's having, he's having a great year and he at 24 years old, he's a guy that they can keep. This is not, this is not a rental. He signed, he signed through next year. And then after that, I believe he's still an RFA. And so they can continue, they can continue to keep him around. It's well, it does a couple of things, right? Like, first of all, your third line becomes extremely offensive deployment stylistically because you're running at that point, Don Skoy, Mangiapane, and Joe. It's still Joe. Sure. But nonetheless. I tried to make, I tried to, I tried to find a way to get Grandland and it just didn't. Work. Oh God. Okay. Uh, uh, either way, there's a lot more production on that third line just by dropping Mangiapane in it. And then number two, I'm assuming if you go get him, he easy makes your protection list. So oh, you're at, so at that point you're exposing Donskoy and Confer or whoever, whatever. Doesn't yeah. does not matter. Easily. Um, so it it solidifies you a little bit through this off season as well. Yeah. Um yeah. I Evan British or Mangiapane thoughts? Uh Mangiapane is good. I wonder why Calgary would even trade him right now, I guess, but it's mostly David. it's mostly because one they're getting a first round pick out of this, 
Uh, and two, they're getting Connor Timmons, who they can drop into their defense immediately. And they get a backup goaltender for $2 million for next year in Pavel Francos. So I've addressed their goaltending for next year. Uh, I pro- To be honest with you, Francos is probably better than Riddick, but, you know, you got to be healthy, bro. Yeah, Riddick is, uh, the dude is like, actually insane i think so <laughs> i don't know he's he scares me a lot um yeah the manjapane part i like i so rick is he's a pending ufa and they can bring him back if they want like he's he's okay he's he's just one of a million backups right like the guy has he's had good stretches in the nhl but more or less he's proven himself he's a he's a backup he's a backup yeah uh It seems like a lot to give up for a depth, super depth forward that you already have a lot of. But so the other upside of Mangiapane is that he he can play up as he's proven this year. He can play up in sod spot next year if they if they lose sod in free agency, he can take that job and then you just move Nachushkin back to your third line and you already know that you're back. You're you're effective there. So he has that and he has that versatility. He can play both left and right. And I swear to God, if you look at his underlying numbers, he's awesome. So it's very for for me, he just does so many things for the forward core. And he can fit in so many different he is the player we were we were hoping JT Comfort would become. But he's a million dollars cheaper. Yeah, very accurate description. He's a million dollars, he's a million dollars cheaper, and he's actually good. So that's that's the appeal for me. Uh, with Mangiapane. And then I, so I, I get a forward that I like that makes my forward core a little bit better. And I get a backup goaltender, a guy that I'm a little more comfortable playing than Jonas Johansson. Uh, I would say a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. than Jonas Johansson, to be yeah. fair. Uh, all right. Round out the defense for us now, AJ. And then I trade for Jamie Alexiak. And I didn't really know what to do here. Uh, so I gave him JT Comfort and I ate a million dollars to do it because it feels like Dallas is not going to pay m- more money for JT Comfort than they are for Rupe Hints. And then I gave him a third round pick because I wasn't going to give him a first round pick. And they don't have any second rounders left. And then I gave him Drew Hellison because they need to have some reason to do this deal. Yeah. Dallas is in such a weird spot right now. It's really I had a, hard. I had a really hard time coming up with value that I thought was fair. This feels like too much for me, but I, I without the second round, the second round pick would have been perfect. So without second round picks, I really, I really struggled <laughs> on this one. This is the dream of the ads not having a pick for what? Six rounds, seven rounds. Yeah. Both AJ and I traded the first and the third this <laughs> year because we don't want to cover the draft. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a little bit of an overpay. Uh, it's definitely because you're there's a there's a good chance you lose him either in free agency because he's a pending UFA or, or to the expansion draft, yeah. Like and that's and and then it's like, okay, what did you really you gave up JT Comber, which you were fine giving up. And then a third round pick, you're fine giving that up for a rental. Like you're comfortable with those two, but the Drew Hellison one really hurts. But I didn't know what else. I didn't know what else to put there. Do I put another third round pick in there? I don't know why Dallas says yes to that. They'll get better offers than that. Yeah, it's it's awkward because the Avs don't have like that third or fourth round defenseman that they could just throw on the block, right? Yeah. I was I thought about Zaravilov, but I was like, nope, it's too deep. Gonna, yeah, there's know. no value there. Yeah, nope, it's got to be it's it has to be Hellison, and I already traded Timmons, so I couldn't also include Timmons in this deal. Timmons would have been the perfect fit because he, I think, he would legit help Dallas immediately, and he would I fit mean, in with how they how they you, play. If you give him Timmons, do you drop the pick to like a? fourth next year or something no like, i honestly keep the third. no i would i would do the third and then i i think timmons would make that deal better but i'd already moved into to calgary yeah, I think the calgary I, deal I, is too important i think timmons is way an overpay here i don't think there's any reason to put timmons in that deal what about just timmons and comfort then that yeah if you make that pick like a fifth or something then i think sure 
it makes more sense. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm saying just remove the pick entirely. Yeah, just, right. Whatever. Less than a, I think giving up a top 100 pick in Timmons is too much for sure. But if you remove the pick and change Ellis into Timmons, yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. Well, because I'm call, taking they can, a, they can call Calgary and try and get Timmons. <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll give you this third round pick for Connor. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I would agree, though, that the Calgary deal is more important here. But Obviously, no one cares about losing JT Comfer all that much, <laughs> especially in this world where we're getting Marscapone or Mangiapone. And I can't I'm, I'm not going to enjoy spelling any of those. Meatball Mamma Mia. <laughs> but yeah, JT Comfer feels like the type of guy that everyone's just going to want to deal this offseason. So, yeah. I don't know. That feels that did feel like a lot to give up for a fifth. I guess you're assuming well, a for, fifth defenseman or something like that. So yeah, and then so basically he just takes he kind of just takes Ryan Graves' job. Yeah, and not that Graves still plays, uh, but you know, yeah. It. Uh, I'm just sitting here talking about Connor Timmons, and I'm just like, yeah, are the ass kind of over him right now? Like. They're playing all these random defensemen and not even calling him up. So, are they even going to miss him if they deal him? So, yeah, I, that that deal in a nutshell feels like an overpay for me, more so than the first trade. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, I will. I I mean, full stop. Yeah. There's yeah. there's no doubt in my mind that that's an overpay. All right, pretty simple, straightforward stuff there. That that deal appeases the size queens who are like, look at how big Mangiapone is, and like, whoa, why are we trading for a small guy? <laughs> oh, we're gonna trade yeah. for a nine foot defenseman. Okay, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, those guys are. I mean, those are those are the guys that aren't gonna care what they do if, as long as I mean, Mangiapone would be a guy that they would hate immediately, and then it doesn't matter what he does; they'll continue to be mad about it because he doesn't play with enough grit. Go throw a fifth round pick at Washington for Chara. Which they have no reason to trade Chara, but you know. Mangy pony. Just, just get him. <laughs> just just AJ's struggling right now. Yeah, I just it would be Mangiapani's like my He's your bay. Yeah, he's the dream. What what happened to Colin Blackwell? I thought he was your bay. Yeah, well, if I get Andrew Mangiapane, I'm not also getting Colin Blackwell. Well, yeah, I'm it's not, one or the other for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing both. So, I think the Avs should trade for Connor Garland. But I mean, obviously Arizona won't do anything right now because they're in the hunt. But it would be so tough for that for them to trade Garland to Colorado specifically right now, because like there goes their I, highest scoring player. Yeah. I can't, given what happened in the last Arizona series, I can't imagine Colorado's locker room would be like super hyped on getting Connor Garland either. Uh, I mean, I'm, I imagine, let's be real. Like if they were like, Hey, this guy can help us. I mean, you bury that hatchet. Oh, for sure. But I think as soon as he entered the locker room, someone would throw something at him as a joke just to get light in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> toss him his own helmet. In the abs <laughs> version of his helmet. McKinnon just underhand tossing that in. What's up, bud? <laughs> and then they do the what is it the, All right, chat, the I, Rocky handshake. Chat, we need your opinion on this. Does Alex Ayafalo meet the male model standards of Colorado or not? Is he hot enough to be an av? Because there's some contention in the uh, community whether Ayafalo is hot enough or not. What? From yeah. whom? Uh, there's a bunch of people in your channel that are like that do not agree with your take that he's hot enough. What? Yeah. Have you not read this? No, I have not read that. I Alex I follow does not pass the. There's a lot of people that say he doesn't we'll call pass it the eye test. The eye test. There you go. See, look. I... All right, there you go. At least Montour is hot enough to be an F. I got something going for me. Oh. Yeah, Montour. I mean, Montour fits in that way, definitely. <laughs> All right, Chat seems to think he's hot as hell. So, <laughs> trash can hot. What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah, I don't know yeah. What that means. is it like is Grover hot? 
And I guess it wouldn't be her over. <laughs> 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 I. I don't have an, I don't even know what this guy looks like. <laughs> I don't. Oh, dude, we'll go. We'll go look him up. Hang on. Now we have the awkward silence while he searches for pictures yeah. of Alex. Yeah, I'm just glad. It seems like we're all on the same page. Don't trade for David Savard. Here's the super filtered like. Yeah. So do we want to talk about David Savard? Yeah, we can talk about Savard while we look at Ayafalo's face. Like, come on! You're gonna tell me that guy's not hot enough to be an app? <laughs> Yeah, he fits. Really? Come on, chat. Have my back on this. <laughs> He's fine. I don't. I don't love the hat look for him, to be honest. But all right. So David Savard. Anyway, Savard isn't hurt. He's getting healthy scratched, literally to avoid getting hurt. Yeah, that's. Yeah. He's fine. And between the moment that I mentioned his name and now he has gotten slower that's that's kind of what's happening here and he just got slower <laughs> yeah <laughs> guess what just happened he got a little slower he got a little slower <laughs> <laughs> that's a guy who i get why people would want to trade for him but i feel like if they got him he would look very badly out of place playing in this system all right Counterpoint to Aya follows attractiveness. This photo. Yeah, it's a bad day. That's why he wears a hat. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bad day. For me. <laughs> it's not great. Yeah, I made the foolish mistake of thinking I want Bobby Ryan, and then Bobby Ryan got out for the season. That happened too. But the main conversation here, David Savard, to fill that depth defenseman role for the Avalanche. Look. May no make no mistake about the Columbus connection that is right there. Uh, what's your feel, AJ? How do you feel about it? Do you think it's a decent fit, David Savard? Yeah. Um, as a as a player, he fits in a lot of ways. Um, the penalty killing, not going to provide any kind of offense. Plays on the right side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're like checks a lot of boxes, but can't like can't skate anymore yep that's i just don't know how you get around that i agreed yeah i meeks is taking the chat here if you can get kulikov for a similar price point well so i was looking at kulikov stuff too and his pk specifically the pk stuff it's not any good I don't think you're too worried about his PK stuff, though. Like, well, if you, why are you getting him? You're getting him as a hard six, right? If to be getting, more reliable. If you're, getting, if you're getting a depth defender, you need one that's going to play on the PK for you. Do you? And yeah, because you want you don't want to be throwing Gerard and Makar out there. That's the whole point of it. I guess. I guess you could make the argument that you just play Jacob McDonald if you're not doing that. Right. If you're if you're not getting somebody that's gonna play on your PK, then why make the move at all? Yeah, that's fair. Worse than Graves skating? Yeah, I think he's a worse skater than Ryan Graves. Well, and, and realistically, that could be your third pairing of slow and slower. Yeah. yeah. Do you want that? Does that does that is, is that a good thing? The answer's hell to the no. And if you try and mitigate it by putting Byram next to Savard, well, then first of all, Byram's got to get healthy. Yep. That would be a good so, start. Mike Riley was another guy that I looked at. Mike Riley fits very much in the good skating, can help them in a lot of ways. But his PK sucks too. Yeah, Graves would absolutely play over Jacob McDonald. Don't kid yourself. Yeah, that's... Just go if, look at their production. If you, that, if you think that if you think that that's even remotely in question right now, just go look at their minutes right now. McDonald is fun, but Graves has significantly outproduced him on the ice. So, yeah, I mean, and we're also talking about the penalty kill here. They're going to play him. Yeah, oh yeah, kill. Graves if is for nothing else. Staple number one on the penalty kill right now, basically. Yeah. Well, it's it's Graves and it's Graves and Taves. Like those yep. guys are going to play. Yep. So. That's happening. 
Uh, I would be all for, to be honest, if they wanted to go and get Mike Riley and a guy to play on the PK, like, and a Kulikov, fine. Nemeth. I'm fine. <laughs> like, dude, if it's Nemeth, fine. I just, going through all of these guys and looking at their actual individual impacts on PKs, and I went through, like, 30 of them before we started the show. And Alexiak was the one who, not only was it actually a positive number, but it was a huge jump with him on the ice. And so I'm like, okay, Alexiak's the guy then. That's the guy. I'm overpaying a little bit, but he just makes he makes sense. All right. On that note, I'm looking forward to the Avs trading for absolutely none of the people we mentioned or trading out none of the people we mentioned on today's show. Yeah. What's the AHL deal that they make? Yeah. Be like, uh, boy, uh, who can you throw around there? Nick Henry Henry for like somebody's sixth round pick or something. Yeah. The the, the AHL deals are so random that it's it's impossible. It's impossible to to know. Yeah. To try and even like take a stab at it i'm just so ready for us to have done an entire trade deadline series in two live shows to have them do nothing oh yeah they're not we're, gonna do we're completely it's, yeah it's not gonna for, happen for the record by, that is 100 percent happening. by the way if you want to come hang out while nothing happens on trade deadline day chat we will be live for a decent portion of the day on monday afternoon i believe so um monday morning yeah, the, probably like eleven. Yeah, the deadline. The deadline is at noon, I believe. Is it at noon? Mount Eastern. Yeah. So, so maybe even like ten, nine a.m. Yeah. Yeah. So we're planning on doing a. a I have been. I I have told production it was ten a.m. that we would be going live. So there you go. If it's me for an hour while Rudo sleeps, then that's fine too. I'll be up. I'll be up for trade deadline <laughs> day. It's like a holiday for me. I get up at six a.m. on deadline day. The one day of the year that I get up before the sun. They're, uh, <laughs> God, they're, they're gonna. I'm trying to figure out who their AHL deal is. It's, uh, gonna, be, it's gonna be Sheldon Dries for Seth Griffith. Why Seth Griffith? Because he plays in the Eagles division, so their scouts see him a lot. Uh, there it is. All right. And he's 28 and he's already signed. Nah, it'll be I'm... like, it'll be a Chris Stewart special and it'll be like, for uh, Bokanji Mama or somebody you can throw hands. Oh, you think so? Yeah. So, so Adam Cracknell? That'll work. Yeah. He's like, how old is he like now? 40 yeah. Now. He's 35. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's been kicking around for years. <laughs> He's 35. <laughs> All right. He's still playing? Um, He's under. I was just looking at the Condors roster. <laughs> there you go. Uh, on that note, we're going to get out of here for the day. Hope you all enjoyed our YOLO trades. As I mentioned, we'll be live Monday morning to talk a lot about the trade deadline. We'll also be live again tonight, post game, hopefully, to talk about Nav's win. But either way, you know, and we'll be at the bar on Sunday, bar on Sunday as well. So if you want to come hang for the game on Sunday, highly recommend. We will be down there. Come say hi. Be sure to like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. That does a ton for us, especially on the main channel here. If you're new, this is our channel going forward. So, yeah, do the stuff. Go watch our trade deadline videos. Love, peace, and Manscaped. I don't know. Have a good rest of your day. We will talk to you guys tonight. (laughs) 